Good morning, Dare Night, wherever you're on the world. Welcome to the Surviving Drive Podcast. Today we are going to talk about all the races. Qatar, U.S., Mexico. This is your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. We have a lot to cover, so let's jump into it here. We got the sprint shootout at Qatar. Yes. We'll start there. Uh, qualifying, pretty interesting. We have both the McLarens topping. Uh, front row start for them, Piastri, yes. Norris, Verstappen. Yeah, funny antidote there. I want to point out that it is Pia Noir, like Pia no- and then it's somebody said it's like if Oscar said piano in Australian, Pia Noir. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just remember, I distinct. I don't know why I felt the need to say that, but I distinctly remember on you know, Friday being on Twitter, and they're seeing multiple tweets in like the For You section about it being PNR. That is that is exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> PNR. I, I wasn't thinking it until I saw it, but then... That's all I could think about all weekend when I saw them, like, because they were together on the on the podium whatever, too, like yeah, on the podium, but, like on the track or on the side or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Like, PNR was there a lot, and it, somebody said it, and it was just stuck in my head the entire weekend. Then, yeah, <laughs> I know it's dumb, but it's, I'm just saying it was stuck in my head in the no, entire weekend. Fair. I just saw it again, and it just it was like PTSD. It just reminded me of it. There you go. There you go. Well, we had the sprint race, uh, a very chaotic one. Uh, we had different tire strategies, a lot of drop in the order, a lot of rise in the order, and then it kind of leveled back out yeah. after the tires dropped off the cliff. Uh, we saw some pit stops, which were interesting, not something we typically see. Uh, we had Piastri finish in first for the first time ever in a sprint race. Congrats to him. Congrats to him. Uh, we were discussing earlier about the very exciting nature of that sprint day. Yes, it was very—I I will say— I think the number of, and we'll get into this later, the number of sprint races this year has kind of wore me down in terms of like I kind of, it's gearing me, because a lot of times like, especially in, we'll get into the U.S., like it's like you're previewing the race before it happens so it like takes away the excitement of Sunday. Yes and no, Somewhat, yeah. Somewhat, but like the Qatar one was good. It was a good yeah. race. It felt right. It felt like, I, I, I'm a big proponent of if it's got to be the right tracks to mm-hmm. do it at, and it felt like a good track to do it at. And it was a good race, so then I think, you came out of it being like, and I think we all thought Max would probably still win Sunday, but like we came out of that being like, okay, like we could be in for like a good race on something. Like this seems pretty competitive in terms of like the top two cars here. Like we could get a good race on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Good on merit pull for yeah. Piastri. Uh, the McLaren's looking really fast. The Mercedes following it up. And then obviously Verstappen putting it up there. Uh, finished Piastri, Verstappen, Norris. Not sure if I said that one yet. Uh, a great weekend uh, for McLaren. For, for McLaren. Yeah. Yep. Let's go ahead and jump to qualifying for the race. Obviously, the day before the sprint day, may you know we've now seen quite a few sprint races in the last three weeks. Yeah. We've seen two, and it is really interesting seeing how you know. Yes, there's a lot of insight to be yeah. gained from the sprint day, but it's it feels very different qualifying on you know Friday. Yeah, there seems to be no consistency this year. Exactly, it's very interesting. I feel like the first. I know we had. I, we had a couple in 2021 and a couple last year, and it was very much like order. the order for the sprint. Like, you maybe the top three shuffled one or two, but it was very clear. Like, it was whatever it was for the sprint, like, it was very defined for, like, the, the next day and, like, mm-hmm. how the race finished. There was really no drama or anything. Like, it was just very clean. And I feel like yeah. this year, like, you might have – if you looked at the qualifying Friday versus the qualifying for the sprint race on Saturday, you'd think everybody had different cars they were driving. A totally different track. Yeah, a totally and, different track. And really, it almost is with the the temperature changes that we've yeah. been seeing. The you know, especially track at a surfaces. place like Qatar where you're getting a very like in the desert, you're getting a very wide range of temperatures mm-hmm. from middle of the day or afternoon to evening. Absolutely, yeah, uh, very interesting. So let's jump to qualifying. Here we had Verstappen, and then both the Mercedes, Russell Hamilton finishing two, three, and qualifying. Uh, Alonso putting at P four, Leclerc with the McLaren, or Leclerc with the not the McLaren yet. Uh, the Ferrari. And then Piastri finished sixth. Norris all the way down in 10th after that stellar yeah. sprint, or before that stellar sprint. Uh, the Alpines, Gasly, Ocon, 7-8, and Bottas, ninth. Bottas has been looking pretty good. Yes, Bottas, been, Bottas had some good qualifyings. That car still stinks, but he's had some good qualifyings, and like I feel like he's getting back in a better form in general. But mm-hmm. he looked pretty good, yeah. And for me, the story of the weekend um, outside of McLaren was – the Al- the Alpines and qualifying just the pace that they had like they've been such a middle of the road car and then to put it in Q three like that especially where they were this past week in Mexico like that's just a different I don't know it's just surprising to see the McTar be it's kind of yeah. random yeah yeah kinda they've random. been 
they've been off and on almost, but yeah. it, but still a middle of the pack. Yeah, you know, when they're on, they're never like up in near podium places. No. When they're off, they're just Literally, forgettable. Yeah, forgettable. Yeah. So it's been very different for them uh, as opposed to say Aston Martin, even though they have some good performances. Yeah. It's been podiums, 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 and yeah. then DNF, DNF, DNF. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very different. You know, we think about and you mentioned this earlier. It was really awesome to watch the. The increase of Aston Martin or yeah, of McLaren decrease. over the season, yeah, and then we think about the the sudden increase of Aston Martin over the off season, yeah, and it's been very different highs for both of them because McLaren oh, they've just they've just crossed exactly. Yeah. McLaren kind of ramped up yeah. slowly but surely. They got their way up there, and now they're fighting, you know, for wins. Basically, now. yeah. Aston Martin was it never really seemed like they were fighting for wins, but they were coming from such a low, low that, that it was, was so surprising, unbelievable. And they every turn that they made to make the car better, they yeah. made it worse. All every gone, possible gone way the that they made, way. they've just gone and made it worse. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about them plenty at the end yeah. of this podcast. So stay tuned. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the race. We had, of course, that guy. Finished in first, we had Piastri and Norris rounding out the podium. Two or three, really great to see from them. Russell, Leclerc, Alonso, Ocon, Bottas, Joe, Joe getting points. Uh, both the Alfa Romeos getting points. Really interesting few weeks for them. But yeah. Perez rounding out the top 10. Uh, very interesting race for him, going back and forth and back and forth. Hamilton started yeah, so up let's, there pretty let's start high. This. I have two big things I want to talk about from this, but that's the first. So let's they qualify 2-3 mm-hmm. and this is the first kind of incident like and it at first we thought it I'll get to it in a minute that he comes back and it's really not that big of an incident in the end but at first when it happened and they both blamed each other mm-hmm. I was like oh this is the start of like this is going to get juicy the rest of the season yeah. like it, it I get what Lewis is doing and I've I after I read into it too I get both sides of it it was Lewis's fault right mm-hmm. he did turn into him there was nowhere Joe Orch could go I did also read a thing, just to play devil's advocate here, that they had planned before the race that to have Lewis in the sauce on purpose, and then if he did get a good start, mm-hmm. George was supposed to let him go around so that they could fight together against Max to try yeah. to have one of them win. Now, I don't think I legitimately don't think George like there was nowhere George could go, yeah. and I think Lewis is like, okay, this is my chance if I can get around Max here, like, and we can have this where he's stuck between us, like, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So I get where he's coming from. It's the same thing Checo did in Mexico, which we'll get to. But yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, obviously in Mexico, we had a very yeah. almost identical, identical incident. Scenario, yeah. And the way, you know, Checo was discussing it after the race and obviously very emotional weekend yeah. for him and, and very tough to go out that way. But uh, we'll get into the specifics of that. But what he was saying, you know, Things happen so fast. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. And and George, even knowing that Hamilton needs to go around the outside. Oh no, I agree. Yeah, it's still his fault. I just yeah. You have to if you're George, you have you would have to back out. He'd have to back out early. so early. He would have had to basically yeah. been like, oh, he's alongside me now in the start. Like, I need to back out now, which you're mm-hmm. not going to do ever as a driver. So, exactly. Yeah, it's it's tough to argue against. It's just a tough scenario all around because it's a racing. He incident. did. It's a racing incident. Yeah, he did. Lewis had it, and I think if they don't touch, Lewis gets Max there, and then yeah, I it, it's at least interesting then at the beginning because absolutely, I I don't know what if I had to, if I'm being honest here if I had to guess because Max races Lewis differently, those two probably end up crashing, and George yeah. might win that race then if, if they George, get it all clean. If they were a little reshuffled there, yeah, Max either turns in on George yeah. knowing that Hamilton's going to turn, yeah. or he just. Sticks it right down the middle. Yeah, or he sticks down the middle, or I could see him just maybe just donutting it and just taking them both out. Just Quite a little, Mercedes, a little three sixty to stay on track stay and on in track the lead and take them out. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but that it was the first, and then you know immediately they get on the radios, and everyone can very clearly see it's Lewis's fault. But he gets on and says, "My teammate just took me out. Mm-hmm. George is pissed too, and Lewis is out of the race." And you think to yourself, like, "Wow, like this is the start of like." you know, Nico Lewis, like 2.0 here. Yeah. Like, but then very quickly after Lewis came out and said, Oh no, that was my fault. Like, yeah. It very, which I was a little pissed about. Like I, I get that he should have said that and it's good, but like, I wanted the drama. Like yeah. I just want the drama. I wanted them to now hate each other. Though, Cause it, so just made it, more it, it was interesting right off the get go. Cause they obviously made contact. Lewis was immediately can't believe my teammate took me out, whatever. Yeah. And George was kind of like, like fearing for his life, life. I right think he, knew, yeah, he was like if, if, i'm in he, trouble i think he's thinking to myself like if that is my fault like, yeah i'm in danger i'm in danger yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah i'm in danger <laughs> exactly so 
let's go ahead and touch on in this race Pirelli spotted a micro fractures of the the tire wall yeah. in in free practice one obviously a lot to happen the rest of the weekend with it being a, a sprint formula so they implemented a was it 16 lap 18, 18 lap maximum so three, three three stopper if you can't requiring a, a three stopper for the race which I, is just unheard of <laughs> chaos yeah chaos during that I mean, trying to watch that race and trying to figure out exactly. And I, I told, I think, I, I think I talked to you about this. At, well, we were watching it together. We watched. Yeah. We were watching it they, there needed to be because F one knew this coming in. Absolutely. They needed to have on like the scoreboard, whatever you want to call it, how many laps each person was on their tire. Every the timing tower. They would put it out, yeah. put it up. But the timing tower, they knew coming in this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They should have had that up because all you had to do is play the mental math or like for us, like go on the F1 app and see how many laps they've done. Yeah. And there's always a little delay there. So like no one really knew. Mm-hmm. So then this entire time, like I, we had a rough idea of what the order was, but you didn't really know because you're like, well, what, when is somebody going to have to pit? Like, and for, for my incredible hopes, you know, we had Joe up there in fourth place. We had him pit, whatever. I think he was running in like six. You get a large wager on him, right? Six or something like that. I do over this, the course of the season. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really pulling for my guy. And he has to stop. You know, I, I was looking at it. There was probably. I know we thought he was going to beat two points for sure. There was probably, you know, 15 laps left. And I was so excited. You know, all these guys just pitted. He's running in the points. Yeah. He's doing really well. This is super exciting. I do the math on his tires, and that man is the only one in the top 10 that has to pit again. Yeah, and it was done. It wasn't even close. I shed a tear and walked (laughs) out. No, I didn't. But it was very (laughs) disappointing, very disappointing. But, yeah, very chaotic race with that going on. In the midst of it, though, you know, a lot of opportunity, obviously. And McLaren taking advantage of that. Yes, and this is what I wanted to say. 1.8. 1.8. Well, yeah, two things you have to declare. First, the 1.8 second pit stop. Incredible. I mean, it was incredible to watch live. It was you knew it too, and you saw it. You're like, that was that was quick. Like you knew some right away. But like the, other, the that was incredible. The other thing I want to mention here, everyone did end up doing at least at the top. Everyone did three stops, mm-hmm. and like the top kind of shook out, kind of how we expected. Yeah. The thing that I think was worth noting from this race was on merit. There's no other instance here on merit. Both McLarens within six seconds of Max to the finish, which is like one of the. I know it's yeah. not. It's still a big gap, but like the fact that they hung with him the whole time because Ru- Russell was next at thirty four seconds behind. Yeah. So like for it not being a you know safety, safety car, car right a at red the end flag or anything, or anything like for them to considering the pace that Max has had over everybody else this year, this is the first weekend where it legitimately like until then he started pulling at the end. Like they were mostly within three seconds. Most of the race, they were within three seconds of him, and like mm-hmm. at that point, you're like, if we were basically, a, it was enough to make excitement to where like every time Max pit, or like, well, if like one of the wheels gets stuck, or like yeah. something happens, like God, if only, if only. <laughs> um, it did it through jeopardy, yeah, and there. somebody jeopardy. was yeah, there it threw to some take juice advantage. into it. Where it was like normally, it's like he's a full pit stop ahead, and it, like yeah. it doesn't matter what people do. Yeah, so absolutely, uh, interesting race, a really good weekend. A lot, a lot happening from an on-track perspective. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump to the U.S. Grand Prix. Yep. Also, a pretty happening weekend. Obviously, another sprint race. Uh, We're in America. In America. It's just a much bigger deal in general. The return. The return. Of Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo. Logan Sargent home race again. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in general, for those like everyone knows, for the listeners from America, it's just very much, it's way more prominent in the broadcasting, how they advertise for it, everything. It's just, it was all over the place. You know, when we were watching college football, when you're watching, and anything leading up to that during the week, you it was always in the corner of your screen that it was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's at a normal time for us. Just very, a lot of excitement. And then you had another, it was, it was a sprint race as well, right? My, no. What's up? Was it a sprint race in the U.S.? Well, yeah. The U.S. Grand yeah. Prix was a sprint yeah, race. sprint race too. So, we had back-to-back sprint races. So it's a jam-packed weekend. Yeah, back of to back entertainment, and I think there was a lot of hope coming in. You, you got Mercedes coming in with a new floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the McLarens were so close the week before. Yep, and so I think there was a lot of hope this weekend. Then we got and we'll get into this when we get into like the race qualifying. There was a lot of hope that like, hey, like this could someone else could win a race this weekend. Yep, and we we almost had it. We were, we'll get to it, but we were so close. <sighs> we were like. Two more laps and we would have had it. One and a half. Two more laps, we would have had it. One and a half laps. Like, 
It was close. Let's go ahead and start with the sprint shootout. We had Verstappen leading that one. Uh, Leclerc coming second, Hamilton coming third. A lot of cars just looking real pacey. It looked like Hamilton had a lot of pace. The the Ferraris kind of came out of nowhere for the pace. Gap was small up top, tight field. It was. A very tight field. Very, yeah. We had uh, 0.003 yes. seconds in and, one This is one of those weekends, too, where the McLarens look good, Verstappen looked good. This is one of those uh, weekends where... I, I forget, did George not have the new four? Was it just Lewis? Uh, I think they both had I think the they new both four. had it. We're like, th- this was one of those weekends where it was tough for George because Lewis was just miles right. ahead the entire weekend. And he he, <laughs> he loves the United States. He loves the United States. He loves the track. Yeah. He loves the track. It's, but I think a pretty standard sprint qualifying, I think we kind of this is what kind of people thought. Maybe maybe a little shuffle there, but you have both McLaren's in the top five, Lewis, Leclerc, for staff. I mean, it's not surprising. Yep. Um, so not, there wasn't a ton there. The one thing, I, and we'll get in this when we get to the, the actual qualifying, but the one thing that we started to see in this was the track limits at, at turn 19, 19. Yeah. The last yeah. turn coming out was a big problem so much so that they ended up making it, didn't they end up making it wider? They like painted the white line out wider. No, that was in Qatar because in of Qatar, the, yeah. the tire walls. Guitar, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. United States Grand Prix, obviously the, the, you know, track limits became yeah. a conversation. Uh, we had that happen in qualifying, which we can jump to right after we cover the sprint race. Uh, Verstappen won, Hamilton second, Leclerc third, Hamilton nine seconds back. Nine I think three. we nailed this too in our podium predictions. I think I we think might we have did. both nailed this. Yep. I think we both hammered that podium exactly. Yep. Uh, Russell getting the eighth position and the final points paying spot. Perez in fifth after coming back from, I believe, 10th qualifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing too special. Nothing too special. Um, you did have Piastri fall back in the order to 10th. I forget mm-hmm. what exactly happened, but there was... I think he had contact at the beginning. He did. He did. I, was it uh, Was it Signs? It might have been Signs, yeah. Because Signs been a sixth. It was one of the Ferraris, I think. I think it was Signs. I think it was Signs. I think he like lost part of his front wing, but they just let him keep going. Yep. Yeah, tough weekend for, for Piastri. Yes. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to qualifying. Okay. For the race, we're looking good. Yeah, we're looking I mean, good. I'm first of all, so let's start Verstappen track limits, so he's P six. And so we have five No 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 no. Yeah. Say that at least three more times. Yeah, okay, Verstappen track limits, Verstappen track limits, Verstappen limits. He's P six, five cars in front, and this isn't one of those scenarios where in qualifying, like if it's not like his lap time that got disqualified was like seven tenths better than the rest of the field, like this is a tight field, and like we knew from the sprint race that, like, okay, he's gonna have to get through five cars. Like, let's see what happens. As a Lando fan, I was loving it because I, and which happened, I knew a hundred percent he was beating Leclerc. He was gonna be leading lap one. That was a, a lock of the century. Yep. If if you wanted free money, you were betting Lando to lead after lap one. I took some free money. It was it was very easy in my head though. I forget what I predicted. I didn't want to jinx it, but I think I still predicted Max to win the race just because that's what you always assume. In my head, in terms of if I ranked the chances, I I thought I thought this was Lewis's weekend, starting in third. Mm-hmm. I was going to get a good start, and he, I just thought he had better pace than the McLaren, which he ended up having anyways. But I'm not going to lie; I've lost, you know, a handful of dollars. Yeah, for sure on Lewis. Betting though? on Lewis yeah. the past couple but weekends. But he um, in qualifying, we're getting we're excited, right? Because we got five cars in front, and not only that, but you have Russell and Signs, who both race for Stappen very hard, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In front, right in front of him. And then Lewis, too. So there's a lot of people he's going to have to get through to get. And he did have to work his way through the field. He did. Um, you know, that, that, there's not much more in qualifying than that. Again, the Alpines in the top 10. But Let's, One thing we, we haven't mentioned yet the Haas team came with a just slew of upgrades yeah. at the United States Grand Prix. We're looking very pacey yes. throughout practice. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe Hulkenberg was like leading the timesheets in Q1. Yeah. And then one of them gets knocked out in, in Q1, uh, along with both Aston Martins. Yep. Oof. Uh, and then the next one gets knocked out. Q2. P14, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Magnuson, yeah. They had, a, they had a nice car, though, with the American flag. So did Williams, though. Williams had the best. Williams. Had, it was really nice, too. The Red Bull was... <clears throat> and yeah. So now let's jump to the race. We get to the race. First of all, again, like I said, Lando gets Leclerc turn one. Mm-hmm. And... Max, I think, got up to fifth, but he still, I think that was the highest he got on lap one. Mm-hmm. So he gets up to fifth, and 
immediately Lando turns the burners on and is pulling. I think after a lap, he pulled over a second. He was and cooking. He, he gets up to three seconds ahead of Leclerc. Yeah. And I didn't want to get ahead of myself because he still had Max back there, but I thought this this could be the day. Like, barring no catastrophes like this, I started. I started. Thoughts started to creep in. Like this could be the day he wins. Like mm-hmm. he legitimately looks fast. He's pulling away from the field right now. Um, but then we ended up having Piastri retire the car with an incident. I know he, he had the contact, but then he ended up having to retire anyways. Mm-hmm. And then you're starting to get worried. Like, is that something that's going to happen to Lando's car? Uh, but after about, I don't know, near the f- end of the first, we get to the end of the first pit stop phase, not much, too much drama. If I'm remembering correctly, they, they kind of slotted in and yeah. stayed in order there. Then once we started having pit stops, people well, the, started doing different strategies. The one and it. two stop pit stop strategies were coming out. Yeah. You know, all of this hype and lap 29 of 56. Verstappen does that thing that we all hate again. Yep. And he came in first. Came uh, in first. But it was, there's a lot, there's more to it than he just came in first. There is. Yeah. So, so Hamilton offset, it looked to be a very terrible strategy at the beginning. Well, he should have won. They, it cost him, they did come out and say it cost him like six seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Waiting. They didn't yeah. pit him early enough they, Which they because they were yeah. trying to offset just a little bit extra. Yeah. Uh, you know, he lost a little bit of time. He came out, had the tires at the last stint, was able to go on a charge past Tear. Norris. Gets within really coming gets up. within under a second. Last lap, it gets under a second. Yep, DRS and you know ends up losing by about a second or whatever. But not it's enough track. Very close. One more lap, and he probably gets him. He was. It's tough was looking there. back at the pit stop though, because if they do pit him earlier, he probably does win that race. Yeah. Um, Max did say a little bit of a break issue, but also they blew. In my opinion, they blew that way out of proportion because, like, yeah, he was st- like that was the closest Max has raced all year, year to anybody. Yeah, uh, with with better tires chasing him down, yeah. and he was having a slight issue on the yeah. brakes. Uh, he was getting absolutely fed up with his wife yeah. on the on the GP, yeah, uh, radio under braking, talking, whatever, whatever. Hamilton coming up, unfortunately, couldn't do it by the end of the lap. What he could do was P2, but not, not so for long. Fast. Not so fast, my friend. Not for long. <laughs> he got his podium celebrations out of the yeah. way, but he made way for who else? Carlos Sainz gets another yep. podium without being on the podium. Without being on the podium. Classic. A classic. Hamilton and Leclerc get disqualified for having too much degradation on their plank yeah. that sits underneath the car. By five... Uh, Five percent of a millimeter. Leclerc was five percent of a millimeter. I don't know what, yep. what was Hamilton. Did they just Hundreds. say? Okay. Uh, Hamilton was about sixteen hundred. Okay. It was it was a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, both of them disqualified. Two of the four, four cars, cars that they checked. checked. Basically, what happens is they run the car too low, and yeah. they get all of this bumping on track like Coda that's already very yeah. bumpy. Uh, some curbs as well, and, yeah. and it just degraded too much. It's yeah. really for driver safety. So. Yeah. They take that into account. The FIA decides to disqualify them. But what they don't decide to do is look at anybody else's car. And it's 50% rate out of four. Mm-hmm. Probably. Likely. Let's, and let's just not even say it's 50%. Like six of the 20, like a third of the you field know, maybe gets disqualified. Not a math guy. Yeah. But I, th- so I believe the word extrapolation. It is, yeah. It's it's a little tough that they did then check everybody else. Because like. I mean, we know who they weren't going to check. You know, I think they so. actually did check him down. <laughs> I don't think they did. I think they did. I think I saw it was, it was cars one. It was car one, car four, car 44, and car 16. <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, I, I think that, I saw a tweet that said that those are the four cars. It's not, I'm not confirming that they were. I just said I saw a tweet that it was Lando, Max, Lewis, and Charles that were checked. Well. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to talk about it. Just put a pin in you can confirm. I don't know if that's true or not. It could. It's just some random tweet I saw. I saw nothing else about it. I just saw that those were the four that were checked. So, well, I, I don't know if you're seeing differently. I feel like maybe you're all seeing that right now by your face. But like, no, I believe I would have. I would. I would not have been as upset. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But anyways, it's the not hit him with state. It doesn't matter who it is. But the the point is that like why why is it only four that got checked? Why do they not check everybody's car? If they why notice a problem, four? if they and then a why does it happen to be the four at the top? Like, mm-hmm. should it just be random? Like, I who it should just be random. Like, yeah. it should just be a random selection. 
Well, in the end, we had Logan Sargent getting his first points on the home soil that he probably didn't find out until he was off of home soil. Yeah. <laughs> that was huge. Double points for Williams. He got yeah. got points like is Double in a Williams Mickey Mouse points. way, but it is what it is. He got points. First American to get points in 30 years. I mean, how else would, have it, would it have been? Yeah, there's no way he was getting points on there, let's be honest. Um, uh, Lando Norris's Instagram post where he whited out his whited out third three. finger and the three. Yep, yeah, and the three. Another P2 for him, so this is podium number four in a row. Yeah. Another uh, DHL fastest pit stop. Another as well. DHL fastest 2. pit stop. Uh, just driver of the day. Driver of the day. Norris. Great, great weekend for him. Great weekend for the I, team. I, for the team, and I, you know, it was an exciting race. It was a good race. We had action no time. It was legitimately. It was even better than Qatar then because you legitimately. If we would have had one more lap, we'd have different. Like we would have had a battle first at the end. There was there was so, some hope. There was some. Hope. There was some hope, yeah. but. All right, let's go ahead and jump to Mexico. The Grand Prix with the greatest, the greatest Formula One theme song. Yes, I have uh, a few takes about this. About the what? song? It's just the race in general. All right. Oh, not about the song. About that. Well, let's well, ju- let's touch on qualifying. Touch so on qualifying. I can get to the after the, we go through the race. I can get through my takes, but. So we're going through free practices. You know, yeah. people are looking good. Albon, P yeah. two twice yeah. in practice, looking great. Uh, Mercedes looking pretty good in the thin air. Yeah. Um, I believe the McLarens were looking eh. eh? They're looking eh. They're looking very eh. Uh, the Ferraris really nowhere. I mean, like fifth through tenth. Nowhere. Yeah. Not that. even not even a thought that they would be yeah. near the top in qualifying. And and they usually don't perform very well in Mexico. No, they the thin air. Either. It's not usually something not their good. engine yeah. likes. Yeah. P1, P2, P2 yeah. Ferrari. On merit. Like, not what? even a mistake from Matt. Like, the legitimate what? P1, P2. Signs almost gets knocked out yeah. in Q2, I believe yeah. it was. Just a wild qualifying. It made no sense. No one understood. I don't think anyone still knows where it came from, the pace they had. But it's Just wild. Daniel Ricciardo in P4. fourth place. Yep. Perez, I believe, top five in, in qualifying probably in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton qual- and Russell. Qualifying behind Ricardo was tough, though. All right, that's enough. Uh, Mercedes, <laughs> six and eight down the yeah. order. Bottas and, who and else? Joe. Who else but the Alfa Romeo? Oh, sneak it in. Nine, ten. Joe giving you a little hope. <laughs> Albon P14. Yeah, and they were so good. I thought top seven for him. Lost his lap time. Yeah. Yeah, not doing well. Sonoda didn't get to put a second lap in in Q2. Well, we didn't even talk about Norris getting P19 because he just didn't get a lap in either. That's Well, Sargent didn't get a lap yeah. in because he, I believe he almost spun or did spin yeah. and then cut track limits. Yeah. Lando Norris just kept backing out. Had an issue, yeah. Just somewhere. kept backing out. Very interesting qualifying. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen didn't even have to lose his, his lap time for this one. A lot of excitement here. Yeah. From myself. Mainly because I'm just I'm just trying to keep up excitement for this sport. Yeah. Uh, race time. Race time. Yeah. So we get to the race. Max is starting in what has always been the best position to start in because you get the the longest the run down to down to the to thing. Warm. It's the easiest way to pass. And sure enough, in the race, we start with Max as soon as he takes off. I'm like, well, he's getting first. Did the same thing he did with the Mercedes in 2021. Just split the middle. Yeah. Just the Ferrari blows right by him. Lee's signed completely in the dust. Leclerc at least stays alongside. Then a great start by Checo from fifth. Checo was cruising. Unbelievable start. Unbelievable. One of the best starts of the season. Has a chance to put it P1. Probably should have just taken the safer route. And If he hangs on around yeah. the outside, yeah. he might be leading that yeah. race. But he goes for it on the outside, just turns right into Leclerc, who had nowhere to go because Max on the inside. Which, okay, all right. How many times is Max going to get away with taking the inside and not getting tapped? Oh, I know. This is front. I, this. I've. That's part of my take from later, but we'll get to the. We'll, let me get to that. We'll get to that at the end. Um, this guy. He goes around, clips Leclerc, and spins off. Shockingly, somehow Leclerc gets a little front wing damage, but like that's it. Like it helped. It helped him. It made it quicker. It, it helped. It made it that quicker. <laughs> um, he, you know, it kind of settles in. Then he spins off, and we then we have Max Leclerc. I think Hamilton was third. At the safety car? Or no, Sainz was third, sorry. And then... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think Hamilton got fast Russell very quickly. Hamilton, right? yep. Hamilton was up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so we kind of settle in then. Uh, and this is... I'll rip off one of my takes now. This is where... And if it weren't for Lando this weekend, this take would be 100% accurate. It starts to settle in. And 
I realized really quickly, this track stinks. This track is a terrible track because all you all you have it is the most and I won't say terrible as in like it's not as bad as Monaco and stuff, but it's the most overhyped track because they need and a lot of people were tweeting about like them needing to redesign it because the problem is is the air is so thin, all everybody's engine just gets hot. So you just get stuck in a DRS train, which you can't actually really fully utilize because the engine gets too hot. There's so hot they, engines. They break out of it. And other than really down the straight, and again, Lando defied this, other than down that straight, there's really nowhere to pass. The other, the other thing is there's not, like a slipstream doesn't do yeah. you much good in the thin air. So yeah. you, you kind of exactly, have to have yeah. DRS and it's still not a great It's still advantage. not a great DRS. And so that's that's my point is that had we not had the Lando stuff or any drama, if it would have just not had, like we didn't have that red flag, that race just settles in and everybody's just driving in a train and it's everybody's this car and then... You're going to have a car that's one second behind, one second behind, one second behind. And yeah. they'll get real close to the back of the car and then not better pass. And then it was really, I think that's my point where it's, it was frustrating to the beginning because it's like, oh, Max is going to win by 30 seconds because it doesn't. Yeah. It was really a game of tire strategy. Yes. And that's where it, that's the only thing that helps it a little bit. But yeah. I'm saying the track on itself. Yeah. I don't know what needs fixed. Something. And I did see some people tweeting that they needed to almost like. It's, it's a very unique track that a lot of people were saying the closest track that it's to is comparable, at least it's like Baku, but like people were basically saying like they don't know what it is that he's done, but something needs fixed to make it so that there's another chance to pass besides just trying to get through on the straight. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, and, and that's fair. I think it comes down to, you know, tire strategy yeah. and then how it can be such a mix of of the order with the thin air and how yeah, difficult how that the can engines. be for some, some of these engines for some cars. Which is shocking me too. Like, you know, you're going to Mexico and like, what, what do you think was like, there's like when they like come in and complain right away, it's like, do we not account for this at all? Did we not? Yeah. I mean, is it literally not possible to fix it. Like, is it just, it's, you would have to change yeah. your engine. Yeah, yeah. There's just not enough airflow going through, especially yeah. with the heating. I think there is something to be said about, the tire strategy making it, you know, one of the races where that's super important. Oh no, I agree with that. I'm I'm just talking track itself. I yeah, feel like there's no, a lot I of hype for the track itself. I the track you. isn't great. The conditions of the environment make it a better race. The, yeah. I'm saying the track itself, again, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But there's like they could make one minor tweak probably that would make it more the track to play more of a role in it too. I feel like I don't know. Yeah. I think it is a really interesting track you watch the cars almost stumble over themselves in that in that third sector it's very very slow very tidy yeah through the stadium it's always very funny it's always a very funny because they get down to like 20 miles per hour yeah very and then they get up to 240 yeah yeah it is very interesting we heard dc and, and some of the the commentators talking about how this race especially isn't very much of a, a hard race because no. you have to take take care of your tires so much, and so they kind of just fall in line. Yeah. And it's really interesting to to think about how that's faster than going all out and yeah. just pitting more. It is a longer pit stop, you know. Yeah, it, the less stops is actually better almost. Like the, yeah. the less stops seems to be the play always here. Speaking of pit stops, now this might have been, I don't know, plus – Seventeen thousand. Yeah. At the sports books, if you go, if you went to Vegas this past weekend and you cashed in the DHL fastest pit stop to be Ferrari, who started on pole. No chance. I would have said no chance. Absolutely no chance. Two point three five seconds. Now you know that makes it sounds like it was slow day out on track. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's getting enough oxygen up there. I guess. Yeah. But Ferrari, look at them go. I mean. You know, third Good place, they Good put one on the podium. Them. Four, three, four, in a place that they're not really supposed to be suited for. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, we've covered the races. What happened after the race? Well, let's, we got to say in the race itself, too, a couple more points. We had the Magnuson mystery suspension failure where he started turning oh, right that and was... just went left. So, so he comes around. It's like a little section of s's yeah. he turns left and then they got to turn right and go down a straight it just doesn't turn then. he turns left he's starting to turn right and it just goes right back to and the his, left his rear left comes into frame and it is pointed directly yeah, left yeah <laughs> and the whole rear end of the car just spins, spins out, out to the right yeah. he goes hard into the barriers that car looks like it was gobbled up. gobbled up yeah red flag 
red flag after like three laps. And, and of course, odd. But it was red flag after like it was very early on. But like everyone, had, it didn't really give anyone an advantage. Just like everyone had pit. Every single person at the top had already pit at that point. A few. Well, like, at the only... top they'd all just pit. Well, like, they ended up changing tires anyways. But, like Lando pit, Lewis pit, Max pit. They all just pit before. I think only Max and Lewis pit out of the top. Few. Lando had pit too because he had pit it on the hards already because he pit early because he was on the soft start. Yes, Lando pit. Yeah. yeah uh, the Mercedes and the Ferrari stayed in the same order. They waited it out. They got in for the red flag, yeah. put on new new tires. They cut over to Sam Collins, who, bless his soul, yeah. gave us the rundown for what tires people had available to them. Yeah. Really set up for, you know, Ricardo had nothing to do. Yeah. He had a whole bunch of new softs and then a used hard. Yeah. Or used medium, I yeah. think, that he took to the end. Uh, some cars were were set up tougher than others of course max had plenty to do yeah, he had 18 pairs of hearts that yeah he use. yeah <laughs> so yeah they 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 uh you know another standing start which yeah oh, i love to lewis see starts it. in the medium lewis did start on the medium i was really hoping for a little shake up there especially yeah. with max being in first place we just saw third place go crazy yeah we just saw fifth place go yeah you know almost into first i was really looking forward to it and then max no just you know i hate that guy um Anything else on the race? Well, Lewis looked good in the mediums, made him last to the end, held second. Yep. And it, it was, was funny having Leclerc's engineer come on the radio, be like, we think the mediums will be slower after five laps, and they just never got slower. He yep. just kept going any further. Yep. And then the other story of the race is Lando going from 17th to 5th. And making some unbelievable overtakes. Yep. And then it makes you wonder, like, well, what do we have done? Like, if he wasn't 17 places out of order or whatever. like Yeah, he would have been on the podium. Like, for sure. So it was, it was, that made it exciting. We had a lot of passes. Um, Ricardo got points. A lot more. I worth mentioning. I was looking at it last a week. A lot of overtakes, yeah. Last year there was 20 overtakes. Yeah, that's why, I, that's, that's my point. Yeah. That's my point is. This we, year though. There was a lot more this year because we had the red flag and some other things. Points. I'm saying if it's a clean race, it's a tough track to watch because they just settle in. Yeah. And, yep. But we had Ricardo get points. I think that's worth mentioning. Um, oh, I mean, more than, more than points. That man qualified at fourth, fourth ahead of Perez. Race, finished in seventh. I mean, it, like, really looked quick looked in that cooked. car. Yeah, he looked good. You know who and didn't look stinks. quick? Yuki Tsunoda. Perez, because he was sitting. All right, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Yuki did not look good, though. You're right. <laughs> Yuki was not looking good. Uh, he made his runs up into the points. He had an issue at the very end yeah. of the race. And, and yeah, tough. tough it was him. tough. It was tough. All right, now that we covered the race. Yeah. Uh, also, Max had a big sombrero on. That was pretty funny. That I would. That I know we're anti Max here, but that was when he got scooted up and you yeah. could just see him peek over with his bro. That was pretty funny. That I mean, they do that in they do that, car, right? right? Yeah, like all the time. Yeah, I love this. I will give him that. the The atmosphere of the track is awesome. This podium is sick, where they raise you up on the yeah. car. Like everything about it is very. I, it was also funny too when they were booing. Uh, Charles. Charles at the end, and he's like, lots of booing, but there was nowhere I could go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After the race. After the race. Oh, man. No, I'm trying to find his name because I totally. Uh, what's his name? Fabiano or whatever? Yeah. The guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He tweets, I don't. Something along the lines of, like, I can't believe the rumor I just heard. I don't want to believe it. No. Don't want to believe it. And then Will this. Buxton plays into it, which I think Will might know something too. Absolutely. And what then doesn't will the internet blows up over the last 24 hours mm-hmm. and just makes up a bunch of rumors. Apparently, none of which were true so far. Well, but well it's looking like some of them might be I true. I don't know. Did something change since we started recording? Well, we have... No, not... Because I saw that... I will, I will not come out now, but I did see one of the news accounts tweet, Alonzo's not leaving Aston Martin. Correct. And Checo is not going to Aston Martin. That we're aware of. But Let's that was... Through. That was... Yeah, go ahead and read go right, run off onto the rumors. We have it looks like I don't know ten here, Oscar Piastri murder allegations. No, well, that was from do you know who that's for? It's the <laughs> other o- Oscar Pistorius or whatever. That is Oscar Pistorius. All time tweet from that girl to be like, <laughs> I heard they employed this murderer, and somebody's like, that's a different Oscar. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Rumor. Yeah, Alonzo to Red Bull or to retire. Yep. Now the Red Bull was just out the wazoo. Yeah, the retiring. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Now, why? Why? Because Aston Martin gets sold. That's another rumor. Yep. Oh, and there was actually official today, which is confirmed, I saw, 
Somebody sold $255 million worth of Aston Martin shares. That's what I was getting Somebody to. Somebody actually is, did sell that. There is some real... Some real, real transactions are occurring. That did yeah. actually occur today with some taxable events, yeah, if some I might say events. so. Nice. Did you, Rick- for, you do something similar for work? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, Daniel Ricardo to Red Bull. Liam Lawson to yeah. Alcantara. Those just feel like, you know, things. Yeah. Uh, Sergio Perez to Aston Martin. That yep. would be electric. I love that Just dude. Swap. Yeah, when he was a... in the racing point. He was. Yeah, on he put fire. him and Stroll back together. Yes. And let him walk over Stroll so he can gain some notoriety. Him and Stroll back, back together, and they just do pull a twenty twenty. Just copy Red Bull's car from this year exactly. I mean, that's what they did this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> signs to leave Ferrari. Yes, it signs one was interesting. He said, "If Le- I'm out, either I'm out or Claire's out." That was the rumor. I yeah. saw it. Somebody's- now they both are contracted through like yeah. to, I don't know twenty nine. But I love that they said that. Like he's like, if Leclerc's not gone, I'm gone. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Uh, and then Leclerc to Red Bull. Leclerc to Red Bull. I saw. Yeah, um, and then just a lot of like speculation in general about. In gen, like obviously you have the classics going around. Like Ricardo's going to get the seat now, mm-hmm. or like. At the end of the season, he's going to get the seat at Red Bull, and they're going to put Perez to AlphaTauri. But then it was interesting, uh, whatever, Fabiano, whatever his name is, him tweeting that the way he worded it, someone made a good point. It's like some of these like scenarios, like he would, he almost sounded disgusted by it. Like it was something horrible. Yeah, so, it, like, is, it was very I wouldn't very think odd. it would be like, unless he, that's just how he interpreted it. Like I wouldn't think it'd be like, like, I don't think that'd be the reaction to like swapping President Ricardo. I think people would be like, "Oh, okay. Like, I guess I can see where it's coming from." It wouldn't one, be like disgusted by that. Like, it's one of those things where you, it makes you think like something that shouldn't be happening is happening. It's one of those things where you have to know like where his allegiances lie, yeah. and then and then you can kind of start to to gain some things. Yeah. Now, I think the one thing I did read that I was like, "Oh, this could probably be it," was that they potentially were going to have to fly Leclerc out of there on a helicopter because. The crowd was getting real antsy against yeah, it. Yeah, that's I heard that as well. And I thought that was, you know, somewhat believable. Somewhat I think that's reasonable. somewhat believable. Yeah, Jason Fitzgerald fighting in the crowd, and, and with Will Buxton's, you know, comment back on it, I thought that yeah. was somewhat reasonable. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking at Fernando Alonso to join Red Bull in a swap deal. That would be the problem. Is is you can't, you can't tweet something like that and then just not say anything. Uh huh. And then now we're 24 hours later and no nothing's really been confirmed. You know what's kind of funny is that all these rumors about Lawrence Stroll selling the team. Yeah. And then all of the rumors are about Alonzo. Like that doesn't open up another seat. seat yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, you know. Yeah, because I saw the thing about Alonzo being like not happy with the direction the team's gone, obviously. Yeah, like, who would be? Or yeah, or be? Stroll being the same thing. Stroll being like, okay, well, this is. Now, I don't know the last time that he was ever happy with the direction That's of the true. team. That's so. true. That's true. You yeah, know. if he went to... Actually, now I'm thinking about this. All right, let's hear it. For you and I's sake, we need him to go to Red Bull. Because wherever he goes, the car usually stinks. And he would just take Max out. Yeah, he would not He would not be as courteous with Max. To be fair. It'd be, be fair. a really bad... I'm not thinking about it. Red Bull would never do it. It'd be a really bad partner for he, Max. He does love like, Max. Like, yes, off the track. Only because he's a He Hamilton would not hater. be a... Like, what, what I think Ricardo would be to Max... Or like what Valtteri was to Lewis, yeah. Alonso would not be that to Max. No, he would just not here's, be that to Max. Here's another one: Logan Sargent to Red Bull Racing. Okay, here's now. This is an interesting one. I kind of, I kind of love this. And let me spin zone this for you. They already have a clear number one in Max, so he has no pressure at all. Then, who knows? He's in the Williams right now. We don't really know how good he is. The Williams stinks. We don't really know. I we, think we're we aware. We don't really know. And Red Bull's, whether they want to say, I mean, it's based on Austria, whether they want to say it or not, like, Red Bull is, like, an American brand, in a sense. And, like, they have a big presence over here now. So, like, I mean, imagine the merch they would sell if these Red Bull Max fans then are like, oh, I got an American on the team, too? Like, it'd go off no. the charts. You, you're telling me they wouldn't swap an orange hat for red, white, and blue? No. I mean, they already like Red Bull. People already like Red Bull. I don't know why. It's just weird. Other than there's a lot of Checo fans in America, there are a lot of Checo fans, especially at like the Austin Grand Prix. We saw a lot of Checo fans. I think it's very tough, very tough to see Checo going down like this. Yeah, um, there are a lot of Checo fans out there. I agree with that. Uh, there's one Joe fan, and he's talking on this podcast. No, he's not talking right now, but oh, our boy, <laughs> our boy um, Albert Fabrega. Yeah, I'll, that's what it is. He um, has he has posted one hour ago what? to this minute. 
To all this, the simulator for Brazil has already spoken. Are you going to read it off? That's That was the... <clears throat> That was the tweet. Wait, that's in regards to what he tweeted earlier? To all this, the simulator what's his, for Brazil. What's his at? I need to pull this up. Albert Fabrega. Okay, let's, this is great podcasting here. Okay, yeah, he is like the F1 uh, Fabrizio guy. from Expected Brazil race Okay, yeah, that's what I was Brazil. asking. Was you to read the number order off? No, I, I saw his last tweet. Uh, okay. This tweet. This tweet, expected Brazil race pace for Brazil by the simulator. One second gap from 1 to 10. Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Alfa Tauri, Alpine, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, Haas, Williams. I don't, uh, this guy's making up stuff. I, I mean, that's got to be a lie, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, it sounds normal. Who it cares? just sounds normal. Like, you could tweet that every weekend and be yeah, like, okay, we, sounds good. Why do we care about this? Alfa Tauri up in fifth, though. It's a little juicy. Full timetable of Brazil's. Maybe this guy's from the future or something. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. See, yeah, full timetable. No penalty for Leclerc. We already order. Um, no penalty. Did he delete his tweet? It's it's starting to look like that because it was last night, right? It was. Uh, Let me go to Buxton because Buxton quoted it. Oh no, here it is. I got it. I got it. It's still here. I don't want to believe the rumor that they have told me now in the paddock. No. Yeah. And nothing about this. Buenos dias. I'm just going to say one thing about the rumor that I told you yesterday. From the tone of the text, it is understood that I will, that I would not like it to happen. From here, you can speculate as much as you or we want, and I hope it remains a rumor and not news. End of the thread. I would not like it to happen. So I mean, but if he's he a journalist, doesn't, he doesn't. Want yes, it but to if happen. he's a journalist, if he's that big of a journalist, you're always going to remain like uh, impartial. So, like, it's got to be something. It can't be something like a driver going to another team, right? I don't know. I didn't like, that makes you think, like, some kind of misconduct happened in the paddock. That, But, like, he also would be mad if it happened. But maybe he's just making a stance. Maybe he's like, hey, like, no, I don't like people cheating, cheating. So like, I mean, as I a reporter, you would break that news, would you not? I would think you'd just break it, yeah. But unless this, there's something, like, real. Like, there's, there's got to – this makes it seem like there's something – um, financially or like, or not financially, legally, like there's a legal reason why he can't say it yet. Cause like something hasn't, some transaction has not occurred. Yeah. You know what? It may be like, I did see something that Andretti is buying Aston Martin. That would be kind of boring. I don't know why people would be easy be... for him to fully get in then that we did, but then you couldn't get an 11 team. I kind of want an 11. I mean, team. Lawrence is a money grab. Yeah. Kind of guy. Oh, and I could see him and Andretti being best buds. I just could. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, would Lawrence stay owner in the team? No. I, think like, I mean, like, I mean, team. like, I mean, like, I could see Lawrence being like a not a, not a owner of the team, but like a minority, like investor, mm-hmm. and still get to hang out with the track. Like, I could see Lawrence doing this. I could see Lawrence saying, "Okay, Aston Martin's not happy with my son. Let me go ahead and sell all my shares of Aston Martin to Andretti, yep. then invest back in. Now he's got his puppet in Andretti. I can have my son race for Andretti and lock down a few more years of his son racing." Yeah, puts it in the contract that his son. I'm just saying that's. I just thought of that right now, but that could be the reason why is let me get Aston Martin off my back. We'll just dump them off because I own this team right now, and I'll bring Andretti on as the title sponsor or whatever, and then we'll just be Andretti racing and just hire a whole new department, a whole new team, and like here's my boy Lance Stroll, like he's gonna be one of the drivers. In the contract, they have Lance needs to have a seat, and whoever his teammate is has to gas him up the whole year long. Yes, gas him up. As part of I their think they should put. How sick would it be though if Andretti put an all-American lineup out? It, probably not six. I mean, how are? Let's be competitive. Um. No, I'm not saying it has to be Sergeant. It should be all-American. Give me uh, who some of the Americans have been linked. Uh, give me Colton Herta and yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. <laughs> you know, I got all this time on my hands. Yeah. Weekends. Are that free. is true. That is true. Um, are there any other rumors that have come out? Uh, I will say I am starting to get very annoyed with the Red Bull thing because again, we've talked about this. I still think Checo is the, it's, I mean, you guys could argue Daniel too. Like in terms of what the role they want with Max or golden boy, like Checo's not going to challenge that ever. Obviously, like pace wise, he's not going to challenge that. So like, yeah. just keep him. But this, it's like the Michael Scott, like vasectomy episode where he's like, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip like this. 
thing by Helmet Marco where one weekend it's we're going to evaluate the rest of the season. Then the next weekend it's he has a contract in 2024. Then the next weekend it's, well, he's not doing well. He needs to do better to have a contract. Well, no, he's all, like, there's no one else that can do this. Like, every weekend it's a different tone from him and he flips back and forth. Yeah. And it just, like, it just makes, like, I will, I get it if he, like, went one way and then flipped the other, but, like, it's just, it's become confusing now because it's like, what are you, you're just bringing his confidence down and then bringing it back up and then bringing it back down. Like, and then, yeah, Hamilton, it sounds like you're doing it all for nothing, but, like, it's, I don't know. Hamilton spoke on it, yeah. how Helmut is really just degrading his he's own just team. He's degrading his own team, it's basically. And, like, it's, I don't know, it's just really weird behavior because, what do we expect anything else from Helmut Marco? No, I, I'm curious what you think. Do you like? Do you like? What do you? Who do you honestly think is sitting in that seat at the beginning of next year? Yeah, who do I think like knowing that Red Bull's Red Bull, or who do I think should be sitting in that seat? Who do you think race one in Bahrain at the end of February? Daniel Ricciardo is in that car. Daniel Ricciardo. I think so too. So just come out and say it. Like, just come I out think, and say it. Well, I mean, you got to think about it from their perspective. Yeah. They're getting a lot of press for this. Oh, no, yeah, I agree with that, too. They're getting a lot of press. On top of, like, the team's really boring, so it's yeah. easy to overlook that Max is winning everything. Yeah. They have to have some kind of controversy yeah. all the time. When don't they? Literally. That's true. They do. Nonstop. That is a, you know what? That is a great point. I didn't think about that, but they, every, each team has their respective weeks where they, like, maybe have a little bit more headlines. But, like, yeah. Red Bull has drama. They started every single week. They started winning a lot, and yeah. then they were like, "Oh, how can we get more press coverage? Yeah. Let's just cheat." Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like they and we talked about this earlier. They've just become like, and I was never a Red Bull fan even before, but like I feel like they were this like this quote unquote like the scrappy underdog. Yeah. Like during all those Mercedes dominant years, or like that's where people started to become Max fans and stuff. Cause it's like, oh, this guy. They, you know, they're not quite there, but like they have a car that on some tracks is they're better. Like, they're the bad and guy. Like, they're the, yeah. Well, not not then, but now, now they are. I'm Even saying, then, they'd all, they've always been the bad guy. Well, Even yes with and no, racing, but I feel like, like I feel like when Mercedes dominated, though, like it was like people were like, ah, oh, we're tired of this. Like, let's see somebody else. And like, but it was but never like didn't like. The, I feel like there was some aspect of Red Bull that was like, like in 2018 with him and Ricardo, like it was like this, and set 2017, like it was like this underdog mentality, like a little bit of like. Yeah. Oh, like this is like. Well, we're thinking back to the days when like other people won races. That's well, that's my point. That's yeah. my point is they've become, like, even though Mercedes dominated, you had tracks where Ferrari did all right, or Ferrari had a better car. You had tracks where Red Bull had a better car. Like at Mexico, they always did well, like that type of thing. And so it became this kind of like fun little thing where I was like, oh, this might be a Red Bull weekend. Like it's just a switch up, something different. Now they've like double leaned into it, where it's like they're winning everything, and then they're also like just fully embracing like the, the villain side of it and then like also yeah. they can have a perfect race weekend and still find a way to make drama out of it yeah yeah i'll leave with one thought yeah red bull has if not the then one of the most dominant cars of all time i think it's the most dominant probably statistically it's gonna be the most dominant probably will be the most notorious car of all time in this yeah. sport. And they still cannot have even one peaceful weekend yeah. as winners in the paddock. Yeah. It's just been ugly. There's always something. Yeah. I mean, even this past weekend, they won the race and you had Checo crash out and you had like the fights in the stands. And like, there's always, and that's not even them directly, but like, there's just a cloud, like a dark cloud that just falls always, around. Always. There we track. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to like segment our Red Bull fans out there. Like, it's, if I was a Red Bull fan, you'd also at the same time feel on top of the road because you just keep winning. But, like, and I'm not saying they're all like this, but it is just, like, the team as a whole, it's just, it's just very, it's hard to, it's hard to, like, get excited for it or anything because they're, like, if they were, like, a fun team and, like, they were just winning and you're just, like, yeah, like, they're just very good, it'd be one thing. But, like, if it was McLaren and you had these two young guys who are just yeah, winning race after race, race after race, race and having a great time, yeah. we see Zach Brown just. I feel like the general public his... would not be as. And that's not, and I'm a McLaren fan. It could be any team. Like you, it could have been Ferrari this year. Like, like if Carlos and Charles were just going back and forth and winning all the races, and it was just Ferrari every weekend. A part of you would probably be at some point like, okay, it could be nice somebody else won. But like, mm-hmm. I the it's just the atmosphere, the team, and everything. It's just so like, it's just depressing almost. It's like okay, like what we're gonna win this. Like Max is gonna win this race, mm-hmm. and they're he'll be fine but then like some somehow there'll be some kind of drama with with checo or there'll be something that wasn't like max didn't like about the race 
or there'll be some stupid rumor that Helmut Marco says or some. I mean, I'm just kidding. Helmut Marco could be. You could say something racist. You could say something. Yeah. Like no. what? I mean, it's. There's just no. They need a new publicist. They need a new publicist. They need some marketing specialists. Yeah. It's it's sad though because it's kind of working. Like they have the most no. Press they're pretty impressed. They're getting a lot of press, and the fans are also there. Me, me, and you go to that certain bar at on occasion to watch, and there's plenty of orange hats in the disgusting. crowd. I still see plenty of if you're just in general public. Um, the number one thing I see is the Lewis forty four hat. That's still what I see more than anything else. But just as much almost is I see people in Red Bull polos and Red Bull shirts all the time because. They just, as an American, and we talked about this. Like, if you're new, if you're cat that casual of the sport, you're just going to pick the team that wins the most. Yeah, that's all you know. (laughs) With a brand that everybody with a brand everybody knows. Everybody knows Red Bull. Everybody knows the brand Red Bull. I love me a good Red Bull, but it's a great drink. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the the brand truly outside of Formula One. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, and you and I will say this too from from my side of things. I started watching the beginning of 2021. At that point, I had, didn't know any of the background about anything. I just did a little research and saw that, oh, this Lewis guy wins all the time. This Mercedes team has won a lot of years. It's pretty sick that the year I'm joining, like, there's like this competitive fight. I had no concept of the backgrounds of either of these teams. Mm-hmm. Then over the course of that season, I started to realize, like, and I, I still, by the end of the season, wasn't, I wasn't like I was like a big Mercedes fan, but I was like, the things Max Red Bull did, like, I was like, this is kind of dumb. Like, what it's easier we, to like. It's one. easier to dislike them. Yeah. And then I met Tyler, and you just completely, like, turned that knob all the way then in my head. I was like, this is the worst team ever. I mean, <laughs> they suck. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We're going to Brazil. Yeah. I cannot wait. One of the best tracks on the grid. We have yet another sprint weekend. Uh, reasonable times for us folk here yes, in America. reasonable times. Uh, my favorite track in the calendar. I think I've said this before. My favorite track on the calendar. Uh-huh. I, always a great race. It's just a very well-made track. Um, I think the sprint race is going to be great. As long as the Red Bull car isn't that much better, I think we're going to get a good race. And, like, there's just always drama there. You can have some rain there. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do the pit stop strategies. It's just always a good race. Here's how I look at it. It'll be a win in my book if Max doesn't top all four sessions that are important. Yes. Sprint qualifying, qualifying, sprint race, and the race. Yes, I agree. If he does not come in first in one of those, I'll be somewhat joyful. <laughs> it's been no, I agree. a it's, horrible year. It's been, yeah. It's been incredibly difficult to come back in front of this microphone. And listen. Talk about this yeah, sport like I'm it's gonna been still, a blast. I'm going to still, listen, we can complain all we want. I'm going to still turn that TV on every Sunday. Oh, absolutely. And watch every race. I'm going to still watch every qualifying. I'll still throw practice on. I'm just going to need to open an extra you just, mirror, It's too. just tough because you're going to, yeah, well, that too. But you like, end up changing your perspective. Like, I've had to, like, it's going to be good when we can get back to fighting for wins again as as a field. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the field. I'm not even talking as to my team, just as the field. Because... You know, like for me, for example, I come in in 2021 and every race is a banger and like everything about the season is it was the greatest. The it's drama so was on track. The drama was on track. And then even last year, it was mostly dominated by Red Bull, but you had a Mercedes win. You had some Ferrari wins mixed in there. And there was a lot more. You like There were certain points where I thought Max would win in certain races. But like there was a lot more uncertainty every weekend where it's like, okay, like we don't really know. Yeah. This year, it's, you've had to shift your perspective and be like, Okay, like I need to really get to like what's that battle for second and third gonna be like who's gonna round out the podium? You had to like almost just watch for that for a You know, another point here that I'm gonna make. Last year we had or maybe not last year. Last year, yes. Yeah. We had battles for, you know, second place in the constructors, yeah. fourth place in the constructors, fifth place, you know, those kinds of things. We had those direct battles, one on one battles. Right now, it's so weird because we have I mean Aston Martin's fighting against themselves. Yeah. They're going so far backwards. Mercedes is staying there. Ferrari's staying there. McLaren's going to stay where they're at. McLaren's growing a little bit. But they're not going to be able to catch up to, I don't think, in three races. I don't think so either. The only battle we have is P2. But it's not even, like, direct. It's not even really direct, though, yeah. Often on weekends, each of those teams Yeah, often on weekends, it's still whatever. And, like, I I don't know. Lewis is still 20 points behind. If he didn't have the the DQ, I'd be like, yeah, there's not a chance. He's, like, he's 100% going to pass Checo in the last three races. But 20 points, three races is still seven points a race you're having to make up. But The other other thing I got is a big bet down on Checo to finish second in the championship. So, 
You're a Mercedes guy, though. Yeah, well, I'm a Checo guy first. I'm a Mercedes guy second. Team-wise, you're a Mercedes guy. Michelle guy third, I guess. I yeah, no, you're 100% <laughs> a show guy third. No one, not a single person on this planet talks about Joe, besides his family. No one's talking about Joe like you are. It's because I have an even bigger yeah. bet on Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up. You got one word, one word for Brazil. What is it? Oh. That's one. All right. No, excitement. Okay, all right. Let's go with uh, field. Let's go field. Field. Oh, yeah, yes. the field. <laughs> yeah, the field. I love that we're at a point, and I will say, I'll wrap it up here, but I love that we're at a point where I, I don't even care if it's, I, obviously I want Lando to win McLaren to win. I don't even care anymore. Like, it's three races Put Ocon season. up there. It could be Esteban Ocon go across that line, and yeah, I'm going to be waving that French flag. Because you, know, you guys know me, I love, I, he's, I just love the French. I, I love the French. Like, I will, be, I will be chewing on a it baguette. Matter, you can it say doesn't we. matter who it is. It could be Fernando Alonso, trolley self going across the line. Retired. Even if I'm trying to think of who's the most random driver, Lance Stroll could finish the race in first, and I would be donning the Aston Martin green like Noah. It doesn't matter at this point. I don't care who it is. It can be anybody, but Max. Because and it's not even. All accolades to him. He's dominated this year. Yes, they had a dominant car, but like he's dominated that piece of it too. But like, just someone else. Like it was that signs one was so refreshing. I it was so ref- I didn't even care that, nice. that Lando finished point eight behind him for the win. I didn't even it didn't even matter. It was just so good to see somebody else win a race. It was nice. So go yeah. I was the field. Just field. All right. See you in Brazil. Goodbye. <laughs>